greetings and uh, welcome back. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Thank you for listening to uh, episode one. I mean, I'm sorry, season one, episode four of uh, To the Beloved by Beloved. Uh, I'm your host, Verna Pope. And for new listeners, uh, To the Beloved by Beloved is a weekly podcast for you, the one dear uh, to God's heart, the one he prefers and takes delight in his beloved, the beloved. Uh, Today's episode is entitled uh, Strange Things, and I am so excited about today's word. Um, I was meditating on the verse, uh, 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, and uh, the 12th and the 13th verses, and it reads like this. It says, uh, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to unto you uh, verse 13 says but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed ye may be glad also with exceeding joy and I'm reading that in the uh, King James version but I just want to uh, look at that verse, you know, uh, for today. And again, the title for today is uh, Strange Things. So when you look at First Peter 4 and 12, it says beloved. And, uh, and of course, we are the beloved. We're, we are accepted in the beloved. So this word is uh, for us. And uh, then he goes on to say, think it not strange. So when I was reading that, think it not strange, I thought that was something that uh, when I looked up strange, it meant don't be shocked. So uh, when we look at this word, it says beloved. So you who God loves, you who uh, God thinks highly of, and uh, you who is dear to God's heart think it not strange don't be shocked concerning the fiery trial which is to try you and when I looked up fiery uh, trial in the concordance uh, fiery trial uh, is figurative for uh, this is what it meant the burning which tests or proves your character so Here's where we at. We're at uh, so far. So you who God loves, don't think it is. Don't be shocked uh, concerning the thing that uh, comes to try your character. And I and I think this is just so powerful because uh, God is after our character. You know, He wants uh, Christ to be revealed through us. I was thinking about that verse where it says Christ in you, you know, the hope of glory. And uh, Paul also said this, you know, he he said, uh, you know, my my dear children for whom I have labor pains over. He said, until Christ be formed in you. And so uh, as I was meditating on that, I was just, uh, you know, in awe of this word that, you know, that God wants our character to mirror that of Christ. 
Now let's read on. So it says, uh, uh, it says as though, so let me start from the top again. So beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. So trials come to prove our character. And he said, and don't think that it is strange that this thing happened to you. But um, uh, I was thinking about how I heard um, my pastor say this. And he said that uh, when you look at a crisis, right, or when a crisis comes up, you should see a cri- see crisis as an opportunity. So when these trials come, uh, just be encouraged, right? Because they are coming to prove uh, our character, right? So that we respond as Christ would. When you look at what uh, Christ went through, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but when you... Um, you know, even going into the next verse, the 13th verse, it says, but rejoicing in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. But when we look at what Christ went through, uh, he still, he still revealed the heart of God. He still walked in love. And that's what God wants us, wants us to do. That when we're looking at trials, they're external and they have to deal with how we respond to people. And we're not to be bitter, but we're to be better. So going into this next verse, like I just read, he said, but rejoice. So God wants us to be cheerful about uh, uh, trials and don't think they're weird or they're strange, but know that God is after uh, uh, after our character being like Christ. Now, uh, in this 13th verse, he says, but rejoice. So like I said, be cheerful in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. And we know what he, and we know what Christ went through. Isaiah, uh, put it like this, that he was wounded for our transgressions. Christ was, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes were healed and he endured and the uh, suffering that Christ endured he endured at the hands of other people but it says this that in Hebrews it says that uh, that Jesus endured the cross despising the shame you know and that uh, he kept joy before him So I think this is interesting that, you know, as we're going through these trials, the key to getting through the trial is to not think that it's weird. And here's the other thing, and to rejoice. Why? Because, you know, when I looked at the word partakers, it means to come into communion or fellowship or to become a sharer, to be made a partner. And so this is so powerful that we become uh, partners with Christ. We commune with Christ when we are uh, going through with other people and we're, we're at, and uh, they're testing our character. It's our opportunity for Christ to be revealed. 
and if you look at the other last part of the verse, he says that we're partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. And so uh, the other part of when I, when I was looking at this, I thought, wow, so God wants us to rejoice on the front end of uh, the trial and he's going to add exceeding joy to us on the back end because uh, that's his way of rewarding us. But I just want to encourage you today, uh, uh, you know, don't see trials as strange and, 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 and locate, understand the purpose of the trial, that it is to prove your character. And what should your character be? Your your character should be that of Christ, that your response to others should always be where you stay in a position of love. Now, here's the other thing that uh, God doesn't expect us. How should I word it? Uh, I'll put it like this, that when God sent his word, there's power in his word. And that he always gives us what we need. He always gives us the strength to obey his word. Uh, Because we're not supposed, you know, remember in Zechariah, he said this, that it's not by power, nor by might, but by his spirit. Now, the last thing I want to leave with you before I end, and and it is this, that as I was thinking about this uh, verse, these two verses, I couldn't help but think about Joseph. And uh, I just want to read this real quick. In Psalm 105, uh, verses 17 through 21, it says, uh, he sent a man before them, talking about uh, God, sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was, excuse me, laid in iron, 19 verse, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. It says the king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. And so as I was thinking about, again, First Peter, the fourth chapter, verses 12 through 13, uh, it led me to uh consider Joseph's story and that uh, when you look at everything that Joseph uh, went through, that each thing was proven his character. So he maintained character when uh, you could say he maintained the character of God, the character of Christ when he worked for in Potiphar's house. And even though Potiphar's wife uh, lied on him, when he went to the prison, he still maintained character, so much so that the the head person who was over the prisoners uh, put Joseph in charge of the prisoners. So he maintained character because where uh, he was going to really need character was when his brothers came seeking food. Now, if he had remained bitter, he would not have been able to, uh, you know, bless them and continue uh, his lineage, continue the generations of his family if his character had not been proven. And so the word comes to prove our character so that Christ 
will be revealed. So don't think it's strange. It's time to rejoice. Because he said rejoice. He said, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is the triune. As though some strange thing happened to you. Don't think, don't be shocked. But understand that that it's about the character of Jesus Christ being revealed through you. And if you'll rejoice now, uh, there's a reward on the other end that Christ is going to be revealed and that uh, you're going to have exceeding joy. Now, the la- this last verse I want to leave with you is 1 Peter 4 and 14. And in the, tr- met, I mean, in the passage translation, it says, If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you are greatly blessed because the spirit of glory and power, who is the spirit of God, rests upon you. When you respond like Christ, in tr- now, uh, this is what he showed me when I uh, saw this verse, that when we respond like Christ in trials and testings and our dealings with other people, the glory of God is revealed. God gets glory every time the character and truth of Christ is revealed. So, uh, strange things? No, don't be shocked by these strange things. But let Christ be revealed through you. Stay in the love of God. Don't be bitter. Rejoice now and you'll be able to rejoice later because Christ is going to be revealed. And the spirit of power, the spirit of glory is resting on you so that uh, you are in fellowship with Jesus Christ the anointed one. I hope this blessed you uh, for today. Uh, Please share to the beloved, by beloved uh, with your friends or with others that you think this might be a blessing to and uh, continue to listen in. Thank you for uh, joining me today.